This podcast is brought to you by My Quarter Life Crisis. Please enjoy. Carefree sometimes. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Carefree Sometimes podcast. I, uh, I hope all of you are out there having an amazing day. I am stressed as hell right now. I still haven't made a decision about whether I'm going to return to campus for school this fall. And uh, my school has very generously given us about four days to make this huge decision. So, uh, yeah, things are things are a little bit hectic right now, but we move. Also, uh, <laughs> while I was editing this podcast, the delete button decided that it had had enough of being attached to my keyboard and decided to pop off, and not in the good way. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting episode we've got for you today. I just want to say that up front. Uh, for those of you who don't know much about me, I make YouTube videos. I, I've been sort of doing that on and off for the last three or so years now. I'm mainly a commentary channel where uh, I make videos about internet culture and, and things of that nature. Recently, I got a chance to talk to another YouTuber that I actually made a video about. His name is Diesel Patches. A couple years ago, Diesel made a video calling out popular YouTubers for sharing their political opinions in their videos, calling them propagandists. I disagreed with this and decided to make a video saying how I disagreed with it and, and saying uh, you know, how I disagreed with the different points Diesel made in his video. And since then, we, we've sorted everything out. There's, there's no real bad blood or, or anything like that. In fact, as far as YouTube beefs go, I use that in quotes, uh, ours was pr pretty lame, to be honest. Um, over the past three years, Diesel's channel has grown to over 600,000 subscribers. And in our conversation, we just talked about YouTube, we talk about college. Uh, we were able to talk about a lot of different things. So I really hope you enjoy hearing what he has to say. Uh, so without further ado, the next thing you hear will be my conversation with Diesel Patches. So I really hope you enjoy. Here it is. Damn, this is <laughs> this is actually kind of weird right now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, we should. And like, it's not even like it's that big of a deal, really. Like, because no. I think as far as as far as YouTube like, I'm not even going to call it a beef, honestly, because, like, it was, like, probably the lamest YouTube beef you'll <laughs> ever see. Um, so, basically, what happened was I made a video about Diesel back in the day, 2018, uh, and he basically commented, and we, like, after a couple of comments, right, we basically said, like, wow, you seem like a reasonable guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really beef. <laughs> it was just, like, so, you know, and I, I don't really take offense to you making a video because, I mean, I do that shit to everyone. So, I mean, you're pretty hypocritical on my part. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it, it was a good video. I enjoyed it. A lot of the stuff you said, I agree with. But, yeah, that was a while ago, back when I made compilations and stuff. Just, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of crazy when you emailed me and I was just like, oh, I remember this guy like two years ago almost. So it's a little yeah, yeah. surreal, but it's kind of cool. So, uh, I mean, you you mentioned that you were you were doing like 
summer choruses and like i do realize that you want to you know keep you know anonymity and stuff like that uh-huh. but uh are you like you are in school right now like college is that what you're doing yep yep got like about i would say probably two years left plan to get my master's what are you uh what are you getting your master's in uh history okay okay so like there's there's more to it but i'll just keep it that brief yeah yeah i feel you i feel you was history like always your your favorite subject or is it something you sort of gotten into pretty much it's like uh history and politics kind of intertwined that's kind of my something i just really enjoy one of my hobbies okay awesome and that's that's pretty nice i'm actually i'm actually a a poli sci major so cool cool. nice yeah the I'm, i'm also into the the politics shit and i promise you it's it's gonna be the death of me because it it just moves so fast oh yeah it's just it's stressful to keep up with sometimes too just like knowing all this information out there and what's going on in the world yeah yeah for sure for sure so uh do you like you you consider yourself a, a commentary channel right oh yeah definitely do you uh because I know, like there, there are some commentary YouTubers out there that don't like to consider themselves commentary channels. So, like, do you, do you feel there's sort of like a stigma attached to being like a, a commentary channel now? I mean, yeah, I don't know why. Really, commentary channels would try to get away from that community because uh, I don't know what else they would consider themselves as. Like, do you have any examples of what they call themselves? Or they just don't give themselves a name. They just want to disband from the commentary community yeah like there there are just some people that that say like i make videos about whatever i want or like i make videos Uh, about things that that interest me um i feel like if you just like deliver your opinion on other content or material then i would consider you a commentary channel not like uh mostly youtube drama or some other drama or stuff like that i would even consider t channels to be part of the commentary community because they discuss things that are happening within the youtube realm like if you make movie reviews i don't really consider you commentary i mean it technically is but it's not really part of that community they have their own little like movie community that they belong to but um yeah the reason why i feel like a lot of people are trying to get away from the commentary community because a lot of people call it toxic and, and honestly it is so i could see why they're trying to get away from that uh brand or name tag that people give them yeah uh i've i've noticed i think it's mostly what happens is like a commentary channel makes a video about you know a bigger creator mm-hmm. and they just immediately get brandished as like a hate channel Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the, the stigma, I guess, comes from because yeah, while I agree, there are definitely a lot of people, uh, in commentary that, you know, are toxic. I also feel like when people are criticized, they just immediately see, you know, these channels that put out stuff like, you know, why I don't like this YouTuber or, you know, why I don't like this YouTuber's content. And they just uh-huh. immediately think it's like a negative you know, it's all just a negative channel. Uh-huh. So I, um, you know, I know you've made a lot of videos about people like Lily Singh and, um, oh yeah, you know, Markiplier, like people like that. Um, what's like, 
I guess has anybody because I know you've had a run in with Lily Singh before, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Kinda. What's like? Yeah. Can you just like sort of explain what happened there? Uh, I think it was the Fortnite video, like the one I, she had made a Fortnite video, and then I talked about why it's not funny, and then she like posted some. She made a comment on my video and was like sarcastically saying, "Oh, I hope you get a ton of clicks off this and stuff like that." And then right after, I noticed on the same day, right after she commented that, she made a tweet about like uh, why we shouldn't be negative on YouTube and stuff. And I was like, huh, you know, I wonder if that has to do with my video. But um, <clears throat> that's essentially what happened. Yeah, I, I've i noticed that, you know, when, when channels like yours, it, I feel like it just kind of happens a lot, uh, you know, when there are YouTubers that respond a lot to criticism and seem to search a lot for you know i guess uh critical videos of of themselves when they when they find it uh-huh. i feel like there is a lot of that sort of subtweet shit that goes on um is that sort of like the worst reaction you've ever had someone i guess uh give you to one of your videos or has someone actually like because i know like a, um, a danger with yeah well I think I only recall ever like two other uh, incidents where that was like kind of similar to that. Um, I nabbered made a video about me and then we were cool afterwards. Cause you know, some, I said that some of the stuff he said was right. Kind of like with your video and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just like appreciated me being respectful. Um, and then I forgot his name. Uh, some guy who had like 600,000 followers on YouTube. I think he's a Russian YouTuber uh that's like the closest i've ever been to beef with someone because like it didn't end pretty like i forgot his name but is that um, are you talking about no fuckers yeah no fuckers that's yeah Um, all right all right yeah Yeah. we had a little beef. it didn't go anywhere we made like two to three posts at each other like he did it from twitter i did it from the youtube community post because i don't have a twitter but um it was over like idubs and stuff it was just stupid petty shit and it just kind of ended after like one or two posts it that's like the closest I've ever been to with having beef with someone um and yeah i don't know like when i remember when i uh i first found your channel initially uh i had never really like seen uh, a commentary channel like yours or similar to yours that was anonymous i'd seen a couple others like i know there's a channel called honest and like i know it's it's a lot more common with uh drama channels now Mm -hmm. to be anonymous but why did why did you decide to i guess uh you know be anonymous and and just sort of be this this character and not like um honestly it's because i want a job in the future (laughs) so because i i say like pretty raunchy stuff um I swear a lot, and if someone were to pull this up later on and find that out, it'd be kind of hard for me to get a job. Um, that's the main reason. I also, like, uh, the school I go to, I know they wouldn't be ex- uh, accepting of the type of content I make, and they, if someone were to find that online, it's pretty low chance, but if they were to, then, you know, I, I, don't, I just don't want to risk that. And um, yeah, that's essentially it. Yeah, I totally understand that. I feel like, you know, as time has passed and I've sort of learned about sort of, I guess, the nuances of Mm -hmm. like, 
you know what actually being a youtuber means i've sort of learned that you know when you put stuff out there and it links back to you like there can actually be consequences to that mm -hmm. and people can people can see that i don't know if you're aware of uh this youtuber named sneeko uh, um, no, well he he makes sort of like commentary style videos and uh i think a, a year and a half ago he made this video about how uh he said something that a lot of people thought was problematic on Twitter mm -hmm. and they basically added his school on Twitter saying like, are you really going to keep this person here mm. that says stuff like that? Yep. Um, and I think it was that moment where I really realized that like, I sort of, I, I sort of understood the, the anonymity a little bit better. Cause I think mm. I harped on you a lot uh, in, in my video about you, about, you know, you not showing your face and I sort of saw that uh -huh. as like uh I sort of saw that as like an indictment and I've sort uh -huh. of learned that uh you know there's definitely it's a reasonable thing to want to do when so you you talked about like you know you you stay anonymous because like you want a job in the future like what is I guess like I'm I'm curious like what is your your end game like what's what's the dream job or, or scenario for you coming out of school um i don't want to reveal too much because again i'm like a very private person with this stuff, yeah with this yeah stuff, i definitely but, yeah i, feel uh, I will I feel say that. though that once i do get my job i still plan to make youtube videos as long as i can because the income's really good um and i just you know i don't know i guess the end game is to uh have a decent income and um i feel like i'm on the right path for that right now um but then again youtube could take down my channel any day that's another reason why um because i can't have this channel forever even though it, it is like a great it's like a job for me right now even though i don't work but like as a, mm -hmm. as a source of income it's pretty decent i'm not trying to brag or anything but like that's just what it is right now and then uh, you know, YouTube could take it down anytime and then I lose that source of income. And then if I show my face and people expose me, then it'll be a harder time to get a job and then get another source of income. So that's like kind of my thought process on that. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like, uh, I mean, cause you, you see nowadays, uh, I th I feel like, and you may think differently, but I feel like there are a lot more people that are uh, relying on YouTube as, you know their thing oh, like yeah. no I, I agree I, completely yeah um and i think just the idea of solely relying on on youtube for a career that just personally gives me so much anxiety yeah because uh, <laughs> it just changes it changes so often like oh, have yeah. you have you seen like uh a lot of people you've worked with and a lot of people you've uh crossed paths with on youtube have you seen them sort of uh going into youtube fully more and more uh the people i've like collabed with and stuff or worked with most of them realize that this won't last forever and they could definitely lose their channel any day um uh like optimus for example i know he makes like a shit ton of money but he still realizes that you know he still needs a job in the future because he's talked to me about you know schooling and stuff but um yeah I, I haven't really met anyone yet that was like oh yeah for sure you know i'm gonna be on youtube 
as long as I want and get as much money as I want, not have to worry about what would happen to my channel because everyone is at risk with the YouTube algorithm because again, like you said, it changes so much that everyone, anyone could get like penalized for the new policies or rules or whatever. So, and I, I know they realize that, so they don't try to take that risk. If you remember, uh, was I don't I don't remember quite how long ago it was, but I think the whole Jake Paul like financial freedom movement thing, uh, you know, even though I think it was a bad idea, I think the negativity around it was such a good thing because mm -hmm. you had so many people making videos about like how just because Jake Paul is telling you to, you know, leave school and become a YouTuber, like that's right. not realistic. Uh -huh. Um. And so I think like even though it I mean, it definitely made for good content uh, and, you know, it was even though it was a it was a bad thing to release to, to put that in kids minds. I think it was good for a lot of people to sort of react to it. Yeah, I guess be reminded and, that, you know, it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. And I think those are the situations where like, you know, when when people talk about how negativity is bad on YouTube, I think it's situations like that where like you need a little bit of negativity mm -hmm. almost to sort of like, you know, when, when things need to be set straight and called out, I feel, I feel like situations like that are prime examples of like how I think commentary channels are like, mm -hmm. they definitely have benefit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you do have that side of people who complain about everything. I'm kind of like that, but uh, like, you know, just people's content, which isn't really harmful for the most part, like if I think something's unfunny and I call it out, you know, there's no really harm in that. I just kind of make that for my own content. But like you said, when someone screws up, it's good to have those channels that are willing to call them out because there are a lot of fake uh, big channels on YouTube, uh, like the Ace Family, for example. I mean, if YouTube was all positive, then no one would know about all the bullshit they've been doing or mm -hmm. that, uh, what's her name? That one woman who gave away her child, um, so, oh yeah yeah i know who you're yeah, talking okay. about yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah um no one would have known about that unless people called her out really but um yeah and if we had that mindset of uh just being positive when that same woman made that apology video uh people would just like tell her to stay strong and stuff and not be like hey this is kind of bullshit you know you just gave away your kid after splaying him in all your thumbnails and basically making money off him and Shane's also a good example of that as well. No one, I mean, he would still have his channel. People didn't call him out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, just going off of that, do you think that, like, because over the, over the years, like, from when I first got into commentary back in 2017, I feel like it's definitely shifted to where, like, yeah, you still have people making videos about, like, merch and like you know mm -hmm. stretching videos out to the 10 minute mark but i feel like i feel like commentary like the things people are getting called out for now like i feel like people are definitely swinging for the fences more mm -hmm. with their videos if you if that sort of makes sense like it's no, it's yeah, no it longer does. yeah um so i know you mentioned that your your channel got demonetized what was what was sort of that process like for you uh, well, it, first off, it was because of, like, my compilations and stuff, just want to, like, point that out. Some people said it was because I, like, 
sweared too much in my videos or whatever, but um, yeah. And they, I got a, so I got an email from YouTube team and they told me like YouTube is no longer monetized and stuff. So I made a Twitter account uh, just to, you know, get their attention because they weren't replying through their emails anymore. And they went and tell me the reason why my channel was demonetized. So I had to look it up for myself and I found out you can't have compilations on your channel if you're monetized, which makes sense. I'm not mad about that. I just wish they told me the reason why. Mm. Um, so yeah, I went to Twitter, contacted them and it took about five to six months for them to like review it and then monetize my channel. And during that, I had a second channel, which I'm still uploading on because um, I like to talk about movies and TV shows and just films in general. So I'm trying to keep that content separate from my main channel and just keeping the second channel going. Um, but it wasn't too bad because, you know, it did give me the opportunity to create a second channel and then make different type of content where I review movies and TV shows. So some good came out of it in the end. And um I mean, yeah, it sucks not getting paid for five to six months, but I mean, that's what happens sometimes. So did you, uh, were you forced to sort of, uh, delete all the compilations from your channel? Yeah. I, yeah. I deleted all those compilations because of that and not really a big loss there. They weren't making much like many <laughs> views anymore. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think YouTube was definitely, sad to see uh the lele ponds compilations go right I feel right like, uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you uh you review movies and and stuff like that what because i'm sort of uh i guess cinephile is like cinephile, anywhere with yeah. yeah anywhere with file is like it just sounds weird